When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We still have a while to wait for the release of the Caves and Cliffs update, but Mojang has already released many of the upcoming features as snapshots for the community to enjoy. From amethyst geos to spyglasses, every new feature holds incredible potential. How might these features change the experience of Minecraft? Let's find out in this episode of Dig Straight Down. What is going on, crafters? Welcome to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC, recorded on Sunday, November 8th, 2020. We have a ton of things to talk about in this episode. It's funny, this episode was originally going to be just a short, brief sort of episode about the spyglass and how the spyglass could be used. But Mojang just kept releasing new things to discuss this week, so it just kind of piled up and piled up, and I've got a lot to talk about. But before I get into any of those things, I do want to let you guys know that I plan on taking the month of December off of recording episodes. I'm going to be using the month of December to be focusing on other creative pursuits that I have. I'm going to be writing a lot, and I want to figure out a way to share that with you guys, so that's in the works right now, Um, but also I'm going to be using December as a way to be thinking about the show, how I can improve it, how I might be possibly introducing some more video elements into it for YouTube, um, and things like that, so I'm taking the month of December off to be focusing on those things. What that means is I will be not releasing episodes, but I will be active as always, on Twitter. So if you guys want to follow me at uh, rebeljc underscore 92, that's my uh, username on Twitter. Um, And if you want to continue interacting with me on the Discord channel, uh, that would be great. So just go over to the show notes of this episode and click on the link, and that will take you to the Discord server. And I'll be active on there as well throughout the whole month. So for 2020, all I'm going to do is the rest of November. I'm going to stop on December be focusing on other things, and then I'll be picking back up with a new season of Dig Straight Down, and we'll see what changes that new season brings to the show. So guys, with that being said, let's dig into the next segment of this episode. So for this next segment, we have a feature review, and we are reviewing the Golden Apple of Minecraft. And here's some points from the Minecraft wiki. The golden apple restores 4 points of hunger and 9.6 hunger saturation. The golden apple provides absorption for 1 to 2 minutes and regeneration 2 for 5 seconds. That is long enough to heal 4 points of damage. A golden apple and a potion of weakness can be used to convert a zombie villager into a regular villager. 
Golden apples can be used to improve the chances of taming a horse by 10% for breeding horses and for speeding up the growth of baby horses by four minutes. Piglins are attracted to golden apples and run toward any golden apples on the ground and expect it for six to eight seconds before putting it in their inventory. So the golden apple is a rare, well, it's, it's rare to find. You can craft it simply by, uh, I think it's a golden apple plus four, I'm sorry, a, a regular apple plus four golden ingots. And it is used, obviously, to do a lot of things. It's a very useful food source to have. I do think it would be awesome if trading golden apples with piglins guaranteed receiving some of the more rare trades that you can get from barding with them, uh, such as ender pearls, fire resistance potions, and soul speed books. Since basically you're giving them four golden ingots at a time rather than the single one that you usually use, it seems like maybe they should give you one of those extra good bartering deals. Other than that, I think it's pretty cool. So I give it a ranking at 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 because I don't really use golden apples all that much unless I find them. Um, and I do think that they could be slightly tweaked to be even more interesting. So moving on to some feature roasts from the community. Infinite Diamond says, You have to eat an apple a day to keep the doctor away. But golden apples won't stop zombies. <laughs> uh, High Hope says, Apples, golden apples, enchanted apples, and still no apple pie? I agree. There needs to be apple pie. I really would love some apple pie right now in real life. <laughs> um, Incredimike says, um, Apples are OP. They really need to implement bananas. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it would be really cool if you could use bananas or banana peels like you can in Mario Kart. That might be pretty cool, like as a ranged weapon. Or maybe uh, mobs slip on them and fall or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just a silly idea there. But uh, thanks, guys, for your roasts. And uh, with that being said, let's dig into the next segment of this episode. Oh, now for the main discussion of this episode, we have a lot to talk about. And we're going to start with the most recent Ask Mojang video. Now, about 23 seconds in. This video is packed, by the way, with questions from the community and answers from the Mojang team about Minecraft, about possible additions to Caves and Cliffs update, all these things. If you want to check out the video, the link is going to be in the show notes. But something that particularly caught my interest, and there's a lot of cool things in this video, by the way, but I'm going to focus on this one thing. About 23 seconds in, Lady Agnes comments on new light sources that could be coming to the Caves and Cliffs update. And when she, okay, so she's asked about adding to fireflies to light caves. And she says, I mean, that's a lovely idea. Fireflies would probably mean some kind of dynamic lighting, which would be cool at some point, but that's not what we will focus on now, because that would take quite a lot of time to work on. However, we will look into other ways to light up the caves. I mean, we, re we actually have seen something in the lush caves already, with the vines that hang from the ceiling, and they have the glow berries that give light, and we're thinking about maybe something similar to add as well. So... She's definitely saying that it's most likely that there will be new light sources added in this update, and that's exciting for everyone. Every, everyone is fan is a, is fans of new light sources in Minecraft because we have so few 
truly useful, truly good-looking light sources. And a lot of them just depend on the build you're, you're, you're building. I mean, sea lanterns don't look good in medieval builds, and glowstone doesn't really look good except in maybe naturalistic environments, and so on. Like, th a lot of them are very use-specific. So I have a list here of possible light sources that could be found in the caves. And the first one I have is probably the one that everyone else thought. And I, I've seen many, many comments and many, many suggestions for bioluminescent mushrooms. Now, these could grow in clusters like sea pickles. And to give them a little bit of a twist, I think if they're eaten, they could give a short burst of haste too. This would make them useful as more than just light sources. This is something that you consume and that you can mine faster um, with. And this is sort of like before you get to the point in the game where you have a beacon, this could be a substitute to give you a short burst of haste too so you can start insta-mining a little bit sooner than you otherwise could in the game. So that's the first idea. The second idea, gas vents that admit fire when lit. And I know this, I don't think that this really happens in real life, at least not on the surface um, or in caves. I know that there are gas vents in the ocean that they're, they're like these chimneys that smoke comes out of um, under underwater. But I think something like this could be cool in caves, basically a vent where this flammable gas is coming out of. Um, and when you light it, this could be red, yellow, or purple, depending on maybe the biome. Um, given the idea that sometimes different chemicals burn different colors. Uh, this would obviously be very dangerous and could burn you if you touch it or walk on it. And maybe you could mine these vents with silk touch to pick them up and place them somewhere else. For the next idea, and this is the one I really love, glow worm nests. Now, I watched a video, and the link is going to be in the show notes, of this uh, glowworm cave. Um, I believe it's either in New Zealand or Australia. And it's just beautiful. Like, you go into this cave, and you look up, and there are just these strands of glowing larva. And it's, it's beautiful. It's almost like you're looking up into a starry sky. So I think these glowworm nests could hang in strands from the cave ceilings. They would be glowing a very bright neon blue color. Um, they could catch bats in the sticky strands to eat them, and that makes them grow even more, which also kind of gives a use to bats. And players could get stuck in them like spiderwebs, so it adds a little bit of risk to using them. But I think that these would be beautiful, these, these colorful bright blue strands of light hanging from the rooftops of caves and if they're lower down you have to really be careful around them because they could slow you down um maybe you can only mine them with shears or with uh, silk touch i don't know I, but i think that this would be really cool and it definitely reflects something that is found in the real world the last idea that i had was is also something that's found in the real world it's not found in caves it's found in the open ocean but uh glowing algae water and this idea is that it acts just like water, but you cannot make an infinite source of it. So you cannot have an infinite source of a light source. Um, and it would be a neon blue color, just like it is in real life. There's these, these phytoplankton, I believe they are some sort of like tiny little sea creature that will glow. Um, and I think this happens off of one of the coasts of Japan. 
where the tide will come in and it's just these these waves are just laced with a blue glowing color it's very pretty very beautiful and i think that if there were little pools and pockets of this in the caves it would give a very eerie otherworldly uh atmosphere to the caves i think that this would be pretty cool and those are just my ideas for light sources. If you have your own, you can email me at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com or you can tell me what they are on the Discord. Um, so the next uh, little article of discussion here is Snapshot 20W45A. And this released tons of the new features of the Caves and Cliffs update to Java players. And I gotta tell you, it was just amazing. So... Starting with the first thing on the list here from the sh from the notes from the uh, website, uh, amethyst blocks. Amethyst blocks. Amethyst comes in block form inside geodes in two ways: block of amethyst and budding amethyst. All types of amethyst blocks, clusters included, create beautiful sounds when you walk on them, break them place them or hit them with a projectile. Amethyst clusters. Amethyst clusters glow from budding amethyst, which can be found inside geodes. Clusters have four growth states, small amethyst bud, medium amethyst bud, large amethyst bud, and amethyst cluster. And I'm going to get really tired of saying amethyst very quickly here. <laughs> um, clusters can only grow when they are placed on budding amethyst blocks. Fully grown amethyst clusters drop four amethyst shards, or more if you have fortune, when an, when an iron pickaxe or higher is used, and drop nothing otherwise when broken. Clusters can be silk-touched at any stage. Amethyst geodes can be found anywhere underground in the overworld. Amethyst geodes have an outer layer of new stone called tuff. Amethyst geodes have a second layer of a new block called calcite. Amethyst geodes have an inner layer of various, various amethyst blocks. Uh, for budding amethysts, on any side of a budding amethyst block where there is air or a water source block, a small amethyst bud will eventually grow. Amethyst buds can only grow when being when attached to budding amethyst and will grow until they become amethyst clusters. So that's all about the amethysts there. And one note that I will make here is that they really have a pretty decent way of getting around the problem that everyone saw in the beginning. When, when, when they introduced the idea of the geodes, they said basically that the geode block, the purple block that everybody saw the clusters growing on, would not be able to be mined and you could not move them. And I think most people, myself included, were kind of iffy on that idea. Because I understand and I really like the logic behind wanting the player to have to go to a certain place to farm rather Rather than building a very super convenient farm in their base. I like that idea a lot. But I disliked the idea of there being a really, really cool block that you cannot use to build. Um, I mean, I know we can't, we can't use bedrock to build, but I don't think anyone really wants to do that because it looks kind of ugly. Same goes for a mob spawner. Um, the only reason you would want to move a mob spawner would be to make a really awesome mob farm, but you don't have to do that. But I, I really like the way they got around that problem by dividing the amethyst blocks into two. The block of amethyst, which is just the normal thing that we all saw and fell in love with when they introduced it initially, and the budding amethyst. And the budding amethyst is the one that we cannot mine. 
there's a slight difference in texture between these two, but not enough to make the budding amethyst interesting enough to want to mine it. So it's the best of both worlds. You can only grow amethyst clusters and amethyst shards on the budding amethyst block that you cannot move from its location, but you can mine the block of amethyst. So we're able to build with amethyst blocks, but we still have to travel to those locations to farm it. I love the way they got around this, and I think it just it's just testament to the sheer amount of creativity that they put into this game, and I just want to praise them for that a little bit right now. So, great, good on them. Um, so the next thing was bundles. Bundles are items that hold other items. A bundle can hold a mixture of items, but only one stack's worth. For example, a bundle could fit 64 dirt, 32 dirt, and 32 stone, 32 dirt, and eight ender pearls, one of every color of wool, concrete, copper, and terracotta, which is 64 blocks in total, or one diamond helmet. Use right-click to, to put an item into a bundle. Right-click a bundle to empty it. So the next thing, candles. Candles come in all 16 colors plus one uncolored variant. Up to four can be placed in one block, very similar to the uh, sea pickles. Candles allow you to properly wish someone a happy birthday because you can put them on a cake, which is awesome. Uh, they are waterloggable, but you cannot light them underwater unless you, of course, cheat. And I think candles are awesome. That's basically all I have to say about it. The candles have amazing potential for a building block to, for interior decoration. They're just amazing, and I think it's beyond time that they were added. So candles are awesome. Cauldrons. Cauldrons can now be filled with buckets of lava and filled lava cauldrons give off a redstone signal of uh, strength one. And bedrock players are like, oh, this is a new thing, but it is for us Java players, so uh, don't give us a hard time on that. I'm happy about this change. Copper. Oh, copper. Copper has a lot. Um, <laughs> but copper has basically given us a ton of new blocks, and I'm not going to go into all of this, Copper had, it really deserves its own episode, but um, builders everywhere can rejoice in the copper block. The copper block is going to be an amazing addition for builds um, all over the place, no matter what style you use. If it's fantasy, if it's modern, if it's sci-fi, if it's steampunk, the copper block will be there for you. So I'm super excited about that. Of course, that comes with copper ore and copper ingots as well. The uh, copper can also be used to craft the lightning rod, and we've talked about the lightning rod before, and it oxidizes over time, and you can actually keep it from oxidizing in a certain stage by waxing it by combining that block with a honeycomb item. Tinted glass was also added, and it's basically just glass surrounded by amethyst shards that uh, it's transparent, but it does not let light to pass through which is a pretty awesome technical change, and I can't wait to see what people do with this. Minecarts will now work in water, which I, if anyone was to ask me how to, how to improve minecarts, I would have not have said this because I would, have, I would not have thought of it, but the ability to use minecarts in water, I can't wait to see what kind of squid and fish farms people are going to be using with this, and maybe even drowned farms as well. So we will see what people do with this feature. I'm excited to see what people will do with this feature. Now the spyglass, and this is this is really what this episode is about, guys. The spyglass. Okay, so 
The spyglass is crafted with two copper ingots and an amethyst shard. You can use your spyglass to see far away things. It has a really, I love the sound that the spyglass uses when you when you activate it. I, I love the I love the spyglass. And what I want to do, uh, some ideas that I have for the spyglass and how it could possibly be used. I think that, um, as many other people have said before, I think that it would be really cool to be able to add the spyglass to a crossbow so that you can be a little bit more accurate with the crossbow and possibly even shoot farther. So it basically becomes a sniper rifle. I think combining redstone with a spyglass could give it a little bit more zoom and maybe even highlight mobs, which would be useful for hunting. And when uh, when I was thinking about ideas for the spyglass and how the spyglass could be used, I immediately went to astronomy and astrology and the stars. The stars are so underutilized in Minecraft. The sun obviously has a use. It kills the undead. The moon obviously has an effect on Minecraft, the world of Minecraft. It makes it either more dangerous or less dangerous depending on the phase of the moon. But the stars don't do anything. They're just there for looks. What if, using the spyglass, we gave stars, finally, a use? So stars have been useful in the world for a couple of things. One, for navigation. Two, for astrology. And three, for storytelling. So let's start with navigation. How could we use the stars for navigation in Minecraft using the spyglass? So here's my idea. When looking through a spyglass at the stars, a shooting star would appear flying in the direction of the nearest point of interest above ground. This would encourage exploration, specifically at night. When most players are going to sleep, this would, this would encourage you to stay up at night. And this would also be very useful when crossing an ocean at night. Because oftentimes when exploring a new world, if you haven't just looked at a map of the whole world, you don't really know where you're going, especially if you're in the middle of an ocean. But if you take your spyglass out, look up at the stars, and you see across your field of vision a shooting star flash, and you follow it in the direction that it's going, it might lead you to a village, it might lead you to a woodland mansion, a pillager outpost, but it will lead you to land somehow. I love the idea of utilizing spyglasses to navigate around the world going from point of interest to point of interest. Obviously the shooting star would not actually appear in the sky, it would just be sort of a, a animation on the spyglass itself, and obviously this would only happen at night. So let me know what you guys think about that idea. <laughs> um, the second thing, astrology. I think if you use the spyglass and you focus on a very special type of star, the player could receive the luck effect. Luck in Minecraft, in Java Minecraft specifically, because I don't think y'all have it in Bedrock, but luck makes it easier to find better loot in Loot Chest. But it could also give the player a random special effect like night vision, speed, or regeneration, all three of which are very useful at night in survival Minecraft. The player could also gain random experience points from stargazing and finding these lucky stars. Focusing on these lucky stars would give you all of these um, buffs and experience points. Focusing on the moon could make phantoms who are targeting you despawn. This gives a great one, 
people would be using the spyglass way more if this was the case because I think a lot of people really hate the phantom um, they, they tend to be a little bit annoying if you forget to sleep just one night you get attacked by these kind of difficult to deal with mobs um, but if you had a spyglass on you and you just real quick focus on real quick focus on the moon for about three or four seconds and they just despawn because they're disinterested in you or something, I think a lot of people would be encouraged to use the spyglass in that event. So maybe focusing on the sun just for realism could cause blindness. That would be kind of interesting. Um, stars in, in, in human history have also been used for storytelling. So it would be really cool if the stars in Minecraft formed constellations that were similar to the images found on pottery shards that we find in archaeology dig sites. So that would kind of connect the idea of maybe the ancient civilizations that made this pottery were actually copying images that they saw in the stars, tying these two things together. I think that would be a really cool way to make a little bit of lore in Minecraft. So that brings us to the end of this episode. So guys, you can always email me with questions and comments at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com or you can join the Discord. The link is in the show notes and I would love to see you there. You can also connect with me on Twitter at rebeljc underscore 92. If you are feeling particularly generous today, could you please drop by Apple Podcasts and leave a review on this podcast. I would really appreciate it. So guys, until next episode, keep digging straight down.